Hey, everybody. This is Mandy Learn with SOAR, and you are listening to The Lead In, the podcast where we explore the intersection of leadership and inclusion. And I've never said this publicly to you. It's really hitting me now that we're going through these podcasts, but I appreciate you for taking me on your journey. Mm instead of just talking to me about your journey, you literally allow me to walk with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we're going to make a difference, we're going to have to take people with us. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Welcome to episode five of our series on inclusive leadership. We are breaking down this very large topic into three sections, the head, heart, and hands. In this episode, Marvin King, who is SOAR's lead facilitator for our Black Men's Program, and Alan Colley, who is SOAR's COO, move to the topic of the hands. What do you need to do as an inclusive leader? We asked Alan and Marvin to literally throw out their scripts and talk with vulnerability and honesty about their journey to become more inclusive leaders together. What you will hear today in this episode of the series is really powerful. If you're listening with an open heart and mind, we know you will find yourself ready to take action by the end. Let's listen in. Welcome to our listeners who have signed in and tuned into our lead-in podcast today. Today, Alan and I are going to talk about a, another topic of inclusive leadership, uh, dealing with the hands. And I do want to preface our podcast today uh, to all of our listeners. This is going to be a very uh, loaded conversation, uh, dealing with a, uh, a loaded topic uh, around privilege I don't want anyone to be uh, put off by that word. Uh, Alan and I are going to do our best to have a conversation about how do we move into uh, allyship and advocacy uh, as it relates to dealing with our leadership privilege. Uh, so thank you for joining and uh, let's get started. Hey, Marvin, it's great to see you. Hey, this all- is really getting down to where the rubber meets the road. This is where it all happens right here. And um, I think it would be good for us to kind of go back a little bit in terms of our relationship, how that started, how it came to be, and kind of the stages that we went through in order to get to a partnership that has been uh, exciting, it's been enlightening, and it's been fruitful. So let's just take travel back. We're going to go in the time machine now in our car and we're going to travel back in time a little bit. So here we are, Marvin and Alan meeting. We're feeling each other out. We're trying to understand whether what side is he on, what side is Alan on, and how do we even assess whether we have the components and the elements of what could be a great partnership. So we'll not tighten up your seat belts. Here we go. Absolutely. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. But I, I want to start out by by saying that part of part of that process was creating a safe place. Before we did anything um, in the way of uh, engaging one another, understanding our experiences, our stories, where we've been, all that kind of stuff, we we really did a good job of setting a safe place. You gave me permission 
to be authentic. And I, I think when we start talking about moving from the head to the heart to the hands, the doing piece, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I know our listeners are probably saying, well, you know, I've got all this stuff that you all have been talking about. What do I do with it? Right. Well, the first thing is we're going to model today the this this environment of how this all transpired. Right. So let's let's. Yes, we're going to do that. And where I start in my thought process was that I needed to be able to say to you, and and I have a little bit of a, a feeling when you use the term, I give you permission. I think we both gave each other permission to say, we can talk about anything we need to talk about, good, bad, and ugly, yeah. and we can lay it out on the table and we can take it apart and we can put it back together. And if we took it apart and it couldn't go back together, we would have discovered probably not going to have a relationship. So how did we get to the point where we could take those pieces and weave them together into a, a partnership? So, so my, you know, my, my thought is, and I think this is a human thought is Marvin going to be accepting of this older white guy who I'm sure he's got a million stereotypes around and is Alan going to have any capacity to understand Marvin's story? Yeah. And we had to test that. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing for me. Um, it was as, as, as a black man in, in, in corporate America, it is, can I really be authentic and can I trust you? If there was one question in my mind as, as a person of color was, it was, can I trust you? Right. And what measure of trust can I give to you? Uh, and we had to really feel that out as we were walking through this hands piece. Right. So how how did how did you feel or what was the criteria that you set for me being trustworthy? What was what was I doing that would contribute or wouldn't when which would have been a red flag? Mm-hmm. And you'd say, mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. this guy is. Yeah. So the, untrustworthy, the, the one thing there, there were, there were several things that okay. were working in concert with each other mm-hmm. as it relates to whether or not I could trust you. The, the first thing Alan was, did, would you listen and not just listen, but could I share some of my experiences that could be loaded mm. and how would you respond mm-hmm. I measured whether or not you were trustworthy based upon the response of of an experience that I have had in my journey. Right. And how you responded to that. If you would have responded with a closed mind, I would have known that I could not put any more trust chips on the table. Right. But if you would have taken that experience and then said, oh, tell me more, help me understand, then it was worthy enough of another trust chip. And I began to start. In your responses, you created an opportunity for me to put more trust chips on the table. And and I think you did the same with me. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, I felt that there was a a very equitable quid pro quo going Mm -hmm. forward because Mm -hmm. I'd put out a trust chip, you'd match, I'd raise, you'd match, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of the foundational building block that had to be there. Uh, I think too, that from my perspective, I wanted to show you that I really 
had a passion for helping black men, black women to, in a business sense, become inclusive leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a model in my mind that I felt that you would, you would fit, but I didn't know that. Right. But, right. but through our discussions and chip trading, uh, it came to be that there is like the first foundational plank. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. So then we started hammering more planks together as we went along. So what followed the so let's say we have this elementary sense of trust, mm-hmm. then what else had to happen? What did I do? Or what did you do? That we were saying, okay, there is this glimmer mm-hmm. of connection. Mm-hmm. How do we build on it? So then I, I think there, there, there was something that happened. I had to make a decision to give a bigger chip on the table. Mm. And so imagine yourself in Vegas uh, or at a casino, you've got $5 chips, you've got $1 chips, you've got $10 chips, and then you got 50 and a hundred dollar chips. I made the choice based upon how many $5 chips I had extended to you Mm -hmm. to give a hundred dollar chip. And the hundred hundred dollar chip was to talk about a very, um, loaded topic, which is privilege. Mm. And I wanted to know as a white man in a polarized culture, how would you respond based upon your response to the word privilege? That would have been a deal breaker for me, um, or a non-negotiable, if you will, a mm-hmm. red line in the sand in terms of leadership mm-hmm. as to whether or not we could continue our journey together, mm-hmm. um, whether or not you could allow yourself to, to try to see the world through my eyes. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that was the test because I feel that when it comes to white privilege, I know a lot of people are going to probably disagree with me or some will for sure that we, we, me as a white person specifically, I'll talk about myself. I have white privilege. I've had it ever since I was born white Mm -hmm. and I know it. Now, a lot of my friends don't believe that they have white privilege who are white and they don't, they just say everything I have, I've earned it. But when you explore that with them, you find that they have had help all the way. And this is what you and I have referred to as what are the headwinds and the tailwinds? That's correct. What am I, what am I fighting and what are you fighting? And they're very different and I'm getting pushed along and you're getting, uh, uh, it's, it's, it, it reminds me of the, the fish mm-hmm. that's swimming up, uh, swimming up the stream. Yes. And the tailwinds are pushing it through and the head and the waves are pushing it back. Yeah. And uh, I, for whatever reason, just look out at the world. And I know that I've had privilege after privilege after privilege. Right. So I, I was, and that came from maybe a growth mindset that I had about, look, one of the, if you, if you want to talk about the original sin of the country, which is a lot of people say is slavery, then, you know, what, what's my responsibility to have in this society, uh, a, an equitable and, and just society. I want to live in that place. Right. And I can't do it being a white person alone. I have to have allies and advocates 
on the white side, but also on the black side. And, right. and I was looking to you to provide that uh, ability to um, be open enough to say, this is what I'm worried about. And I'm open enough to say, this is what I'm worried about. Yeah. And I want to just share with our listeners that when, when we mention the word privilege, it does not mean or suggest that someone has not worked hard. That's not what that means. And oftentimes when we hear that in our culture, we we equate it with, oh, well, I work just as hard as anyone else. And, and I think you hit, hit it, Alan, on the, on the nail on the head. We're talking about the headwinds and tailwinds that, that, that we experience along the journey. Mm-hmm. And we have not had the same headwinds and tailwinds. And one of the things that I appreciated about our early conversations is we talked about privilege and leadership, inclusive leadership. You gave me a window into your world. Mm -hmm. You shared access to me in a way that I would not have experienced or um, had access prior to. I'd been in corporate America, had been successful in corporate America, Mm -hmm. but I did not have the access in the way that you had given me. Mm -hmm. And when we look at what W.E.B. Du Bois talks about in terms of privilege, he talks about he defines privilege as a set of unearned benefits given to people who fit into a specific social group. And quite clearly in our travels, there have been some places that I have been allowed to go, not because I was black, educated and intelligent, but because I was with Alan Colley. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be honest about that. Yeah. And there have been some tables that I've been allowed to sit at, not because I've got, you know, two master's degrees, you know, and a bachelor's degree, but because I am the lead facilitator for the SOAR African-American men's program and I'm connected with SOAR and the opportunities and access that I've been afforded. And that's an example of of my experience with privilege. And so Mm -hmm. those are some of the things that as our listeners are listening to us. So we talk about this tough concept of the hands. What do I do? Right. It is literally acknowledging that it does, that there are some privileges that exist, but it does not make us bad people. Right. Right. And of course, then it, it led us to the point of where we said we need to partner. We've built a, a trust bridge and we need to up the ante. So then upping the ante, I think, is where we have tried to take that same sense of how we grew our relationship and now help other people who want to become inclusive leaders know how to do that. And there is probably a couple more tiers there that would be interesting to explore. Once we had the the trust Mm -hmm. uh, built... And I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave that short. I think there were a number of elements that we both contributed to each other in terms of building trust. Like we didn't let each other down. We were able to hold each other accountable for whatever we were doing together. We were able to say, "Hey, this this does this feel right to you? It doesn't feel right to me." Mm-hmm. On any given situation that we faced. So I think there was some other bridges there that we, you know, we got back by, past the big one. Yeah. But then there could have been a lot of more, a lot of other stumbling blocks, and we've pledged to each other that we're going to be straight shooters. Mm-hmm. You're going to know what I'm thinking. I'm going to know what you're thinking, and we're going to 
you know, put that out on the table and, and work through it if we if if there are any kinds of issues. I, I think another thing that I think is really important is that um, when when you were given the lead on whatever it was we were working on, you took the lead. I backed out because I don't have your experience. I'm not you. But mm. because of our interactions, I trusted that what you were going to represent was going to be what needed to be represented. Because again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not out on the forefront. I have a different lived experience, but I, to connect with other individuals who don't have the same lived experience I do, you, you have to understand how their lived experience is the, is their lived experience. Yeah. And mine is different than yours. But for us to understand each other's lived experience is key, I think. Yeah. And and I want to make sure that, again, in this session, this podcast, you know, I, I've committed to be extremely vulnerable uh, about how we evolved, just like you have. Right. And one of the things that as we talk about the hands, how what do I do with this? Mm. How do I take this? Uh, head, this understanding in my head about inclusive leadership, uh, this empathetic feeling of the heart, being able to feel, and then doing something with it. One of the things that you did was you modeled your own vulnerability. You did not approach me or the relationship with me from a hierarchical point of view. You literally said, even though, you know, you are COO, we are peers mm -hmm. and you gave my voice validity. And that was something um, in your vulnerability. Not only did you give my voice, um, you know, credibility, mm -hmm. you also explained your perspective as a white male in your experiences and journey. You talked about barriers uh, in terms of privilege and why some people don't get it. And even your own, uh, evolution in your own social circles mm -hmm. of of privilege. And so can you help our listeners understand some of those barriers that you shared with me in those long car rides? Absolutely. Uh, probably the biggest one is when I went to explain to other white men who were in my social circle uh, what I do, they would say, well, don't you realize that's just re reverse discrimination? Or they would say, why would you want to do that? You know, it's like, uh, we've got plenty of other white people out here that probably want to do the same thing you're trying to help the black men do. And uh, what happens to me is that I don't want to waste time talking to what the difference between bystanders and upstanders they're bystanders. They that that you know the current's going to take them whatever way they want it to go. But I want to fight the current and and uh, be able to do what to help correct injustices when when I see them. Mm -hmm. So the the actual doing of this is what we do is helping accelerate the careers of black men and women to positions of senior leadership in their companies. That's, that's the mission. That's yeah. the goal. And, and, you know, Alan, I, I, I don't think you, you understood what you were doing at the time with me when you brought me aboard, but I want to, I want to share it publicly with our listeners because it falls right in line with using your position of influence, 
um, those opportunities and experiences that you had, your your particular privilege, but you shared that privilege with me. Mm. And what you did was, and I'm going to just share this with you and our listeners, you took me places with you. Mm-hmm. You didn't just meet with me in the privacy of an office and say, hey, here's our development meeting. And, you know, I want you to go and do your development plan. You literally t- talked about what I wanted to do in my career. And then you took me with you mm-hmm. so I can see it. When we met with vice presidents and senior executives, you took me with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sharing that experience, sharing your privilege changed my life. And I think our listeners need to understand that if you want to move from being a bystander to an upstander, it involves taking the risk to take someone with you on your journey. Mm -hmm. You took me with you on your journey. And I've never said this publicly to you um, because it's just, it's really hitting me now that we're going through these podcasts, but I appreciate you for taking me on your journey. Mm -hmm. Instead of just talking to me about your journey, you literally allow me to walk with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we're going to make a difference, we're going to have to take people with us Mm -hmm. on the journey. That's powerful. That's very powerful, but insightful and helpful. And I think, uh, you know, we've grown together in our relationship and it's a, it's powerful. That's it. So we, we feel that power, we share that power. And we see the glory of that power come to fruition in our work. And I think that's exactly you need. I don't know how I could, or you could do that other than with the way we're doing it. Because I think it would have fallen apart way before now. Yeah. And uh, the, the insight that you just gave me is extremely important because I think about all of those times that I may not have taken somebody with me because I already had the privilege. Yeah. I didn't need to take anybody else with me. I already, yeah. it was there. Yeah. And now it's like, we're taking others with us in that same way yeah. uh, through our programming. So I'm, I'm delighted that, this is unfolding the way it is unfolding. Yeah. So as a, as a black man who is, you know, I don't have the life experience that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, What it has afforded me the opportunity to do being on this leadership journey of inclusive leadership, it has allowed me to really start understanding that each encounter and each opportunity um is is valuable it, it, it's another chip it's another chip it's another, it's chip. another chip and maybe yeah. it's a where i see it as a two dollar chip you see it as a two hundred dollar chip absolutely because and it costs like, me more yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so and 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 what people don't even realize is that even when we are together in spaces i'm risking social capital sometimes too mm-hmm. even with my own social group Mm-hmm. who want to ask me why in the world are you hanging out with this this white guy all the time right <laughs> right you know but we are learning i ask myself that why am i hanging out with this white guy i mean you know but what it does is i i am 
I'm growing in my own understanding of me Mm -hmm. and I'm finding my place in the world. And I'm understanding that we are not, we, we are not living mutually exclusive of one another. We are living together and finding rhythm together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're learning how to navigate the course of life. And just as much as I learned from you, you know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, The, 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 uh, the, one of the most interesting things to me about our relationship is that we allow each other to be in each other's circle. We talked Mm -hmm. earlier about just being welcoming and, it's so much more than that. It actually has dimensionality to it. It, it allows us to walk in each other's circles and in our societies and our tribes and understand how one might feel in yes. those cases. Yeah. I can't feel it totally, but at least I can get a perspective. And yeah. without that perspective, I'm less than I could be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm just thankful that, you know, you, you were not a bystander. You were an upstander. You you saw something in me um, that was worthy of cultivation, and you were not afraid to share your world with me, for me to understand your world, and vice versa for you to understand mine. And, uh, and, and, absolutely, and the fact that we have sessions with our black men. Mm-hmm. who allow me to be in those sessions mm-hmm. and they allow me to be, I can't force my way in there. And I know you would have gotten feedback immediately. If what's the hell's going on here, you know, right. it's this guy going to be at every meeting, that kind of thing. Right. And it doesn't. So I think that you have helped me to be able to be in those environments. So we, we've had a very rich discussion today um, and may need to come back for part two because uh, there's a lot we can unpack as it relates to privilege, as it relates to being a an upstander and not a bystander, uh, and to really unpack this idea of advocacy and allyship. So thank you for sharing those insights, Alan. And I'm excited to continue this conversation. I want to encourage uh, all of our listeners to join us next time as we continue to unpack uh, this idea of the hands uh, as we continue our journey with inclusive leadership. Thanks for listening to part five of the Inclusive Leadership Head, Heart, and Hand series. We hope this conversation gave you something to reflect on and share with a colleague or peer. These are powerful discussions that are worth having. Tune in next time as we continue the conversation on the hands or what it is that we need to do as we grow as inclusive leaders. Did you like our conversation today? We really hope so, and we want you to be part of the movement. Subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. We really appreciate your feedback and support. You can find us and connect with us on Instagram at SoarLead. Thanks for tuning in and join us next time for another The Lead In Podcast Conversation. Conversation.